All right. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Last of the Millennials. We Probably Write podcast. I'm Forelli. I'm Kelsey. And I am Kendra Rochelle. And today we'll be talking about is blood thicker than water? Lots of times in the African-American community, we hear this phrase when people are trying to bully you into making decisions, sometimes poor decisions about where your loyalty lies. And today we want to talk about when should you let go of that concept? What does that mean? How it showed up for uh, the co-host today and when to walk away. So for me, is blood thicker than water? My immediate answer is no. The story behind my answer is I've grown up with the privilege of having a close um, close family, uh, a very large family, but I consider my immediate family, which is made up of my mother and my brother, to be my immediate family. Those are the people who I ride and die for, grew up in the household with, spent most of my life with. Everyone else outside of that, that bubble is kind of um, like an auxiliary extra family but most of the times the way that we grew we were raised and the way that we grew up we often had um, other people who had more interest in my success and my well-being who were never blood related <laughs> to me and so for me um, having chosen family was really the key that saved my life in lots of instances because those were people who had different life experiences and can understand the places in life that I was where other family members were not really equipped to help me process or escape some of the realities that were in front of me. And so even as a black gay man, my chosen family of choosing other LGBT folks and black folks to help me understand and process my identity became major. And as an adult, <clears throat> I began to lean more on my blood family because I realized the importance of people who know you, who understand you is important and that there is some value there. Uh, but I am still a proponent that blood isn't thicker than water because people make decisions about what's in their best interest all the time and I think that you have to do the same because as humans I think our instant um, ability is to self-preserve so what about our co-host Kelsey or Kendra what is what is your take on that um I think it's relative to who, whom we're speaking um so if we're talking overarching family, absolutely not. But I had a unique uh, family makeup. My immediate family, although it's not immediate, was my aunt, a.k.a. Nathalene, a.k.a. Nana, and my dad. Um, there are some other people who I consider, you know, in that mixing pot. Um, and that is, you know, blood is thicker than water for anything they'll have other family. And I have friends who I will put in that, mm -hmm. um, that I'll go you call me in the middle of the night, Kelsey, I need you. I'm on the way. Um, and there's some family members, I'm like, you on your own. Sorry. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, simply because certain situations, certain things I had to walk away from to preserve my own sanity because I know as an empath, I take on other people's baggage. And I have family and people in my life who, who know that and will use that. Because sometimes I can't, because I'll I'll use that ties like well we family I got to do everything and mm -hmm. in my in my, I know who I am I know I'm an extremist either I'm all the way there or I'm or I'm not 
And if the right person were to get hold to that, now granted, that's one thing I'm in tune to. If they get hold to it, they know they can use it. So I I, I make that line very, if there's nothing else compartmentalized in my life, it's that. Okay. Um, I think for me, it is maybe the difference between choice and what happens naturally um blood and water doesn't really exist for me it's just all about the relationship and anybody that really like they're that really knows me they know that I am all about self-preservation and that will kick in um and and to overdrive if I feel in any way that you do not have my best interest at heart that you have done something to me deliberately mm-hmm. or you, or even subconsciously, but it continues to happen, I will self-preserve and cut the ties. Does not mean that I don't love you. Mm-hmm. It does not mean that I don't care for you. It means that I love myself more. And um, now what I won't do is I will never publicly say anything about my family regardless of how I feel about them or the individual I would never say anything publicly that would that would give the appearance that I am going against them because I still love them um but I don't love them more than I love myself and if that relationship does not work for me or is toxic then I will cut that line and there's no more access now I have gotten some feedback from other family members that feel that you are supposed to work through those things. And I think that it is true. Um, But I also think that you don't owe anyone the opportunity to change for you and no one owes you that in return. Now it's a grace that people give and it is something that is beautiful if someone affords you the opportunity to fix something that you may have at the time did not care about but came to care about Mm -hmm. or came to change your your perspective and say, you know what, I was fucked up and I, I don't ever want to do that with you again. Can we fix it? Can we move forward? But nobody owes you that. And I never absolve I never absolve myself of that responsibility as well. Although I try to be very careful about how I manage the relationships. If something is to fall apart, I don't ever expect anybody to give me a second opportunity or to give me a second chance. I will lend my apology and let you be at peace with the separation between us. So I think it is a matter of choice. You don't really get to choose your family, but you choose how you manage your family. You choose the relationships that you have with them. And that's kind of how I carry things. And and it does not have limitations as far as where the, the hierarchy is. So if it's a sibling, if it's a parent, if it's a grandparent, aunt, uncle, cousin, it does not have limitations for me. Yeah, I think that's important because a lot of times we prioritize these family bonds Mm -hmm. at the risk of our own mental health, your well-being, because that's our auntie. You know how she is. Yeah. And everybody's giving you a pass. And when you're the person who says, well, I'm not going to allow you to treat me like that. Mm -hmm. then You're the the villain. Yes. You're Um, a tyrant. But we support bad behavior. Again, you know, we we always talking about this. It comes up in every episode almost. Is we're teaching people how to treat us because once we start speaking out as millennials, like 
he been around here doing this for 30 years and y'all didn't see this right am I, I i can't be the first person to see that this is a problem yeah but because we have made this behavior acceptable these family members get a pass for being mean and nasty and they're why they're why they never have an opportunity to reflect or to think about well maybe the way that i show up is not good right but when it's ignored it's like okay yeah. Everybody deals with it. Everybody accommodates. And it's just like a child when you're trying to correct behavior. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't deal with it when it happens, they say, okay, well, this is this is good. I can get to continue to do this. It's not posing a problem for anybody. But when you show up, everybody's actions alter, but it becomes normal for you. Yes. So I think that's really, really crucial because oftentimes at the sake of it's my mama, it's my dad, it's my grandma, it's my cousin. I need to make sure I'm there for them. But if it's somebody at work, bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's no difference. There's no difference. There. You, the, the, inf- the trauma and the pain and the impact is all the same. Yes. It's just that you came out of my auntie. Yeah. <laughs> and we have some, we may share some DNA. We may not. I actually think that trauma and impact is a little heavier when it comes from the people that you that you've been taught supposed to love you mm-hmm. unconditionally and it's like why would you do that to me mm-hmm. like i ain't i like i can deal with you know outside but why would you do that to me like cuz in those situations we are born into a state of being vulnerable mm-hmm. like they have access and information to you that other people don't have or or is covered yeah. and oftentimes they will take that and assault you with it and you're like but you my but mm-hmm. you my brother mm-hmm. like why would you do that and oftentimes the, like you said the conversation will be had i don't care i don't care like and it was it's actually a true conversation um somebody reached out to me one day about a family member and was like um i don't care what they did that's still your X, Y, and Z. <laughs> and I said, well, this conversation is done yeah. because at the moment that you don't care mm-hmm. to hear my experience of it, because if you really want to, to to balance this out, you need to hear my experience. And then so if you want to mediate, then you can go back and say, hey, this is what I'm hearing. Can we come together yeah. so we can fix this? But your approach was, I don't care what they did. Let that go. This is who they are. That didn't buy you a pass to fuck me over. That didn't buy you a pass to say, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do. And you still going to show up and do what I need you to do. Mm-hmm. That's ex- But that's exactly what they said. Yeah. And I, I think, black sheep here, I will cut your ass smooth off. Mm-hmm. Because I'm responsible mm-hmm. for my happiness. Mm-hmm. And 100% actual factual, I didn't choose you to be my family. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, the, you know, and... I, I didn't choose you. Right. So we we just got plucked here and put together and told that we family. Yeah. And and people will use that and what right. like you said weaponize things and manipulate you know. So it's like I I can I can walk away from that. Yeah. Because I didn't choose you. Yeah. Now does it hurt when it's someone I may have made a decision to actively allow you into my space and you do that? Now some mm-hmm. people, you know, that's why I'll I'll probably get you know more upset with a person who I allowed into that space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, opposed to a family member who I didn't choose. You didn't choose me. Yeah. And some information and vulnerabilities that you witnessed was just by happenstance because you happened to be there because you're family. Yeah. So you know that stuff. Mm-hmm. Now and 
everyone, I think everyone has a certain level of self-preservation. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, one of my extremist toxic traits is the minute you set in any conversation that is work, professional, um, social, whatever. If you say anything of that's how it's always been, you know how that person is, or this is this is what I'm saying, or you where you take a stance that basically says the door is closed and you either take it or leave it. I'm always going to leave it. Mm. I'm always going to leave it because that lets me know that you're not opening yourself up to, like you said, hear what I have to say to even govern it. And it's just take what you got. You know, what you see Mm. is what you get. And basically what I see, I don't like, and I don't have to eat at the table with you. So peace out. And I think people get upset with that because they're saying, you know, family, you know, we're supposed to be here and we got to help each other out. And sometimes your help, I'm always, if I'm always helping you, I become a crutch. Yeah. You're never going to be able to walk on your own or to mm-hmm. do anything. And, and people use that as a master manipulation tactic to keep you wrapped up in their bullshit. Right. And. All right. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the last of the millennials we probably write podcast. I'm Forelli. I'm Kelsey. And I am Kendra Rochelle. And today we'll be talking about is blood thicker than water? Lots of times in the African-American community, we hear this phrase when people are trying to bully you into making decisions, sometimes poor decisions about where your loyalty lies. And today we want to talk about when should you let go of that concept what does that mean? How it showed up for uh, the co-host today and when to walk away. So for me, is blood thicker than water? My immediate answer is no. The story behind my answer is I've grown up with the privilege of having a close, um, close family, uh, a very large family, but I consider my immediate family, which is made up of my mother and my brother to be my immediate family. Those are the people who I ride and die for, grew up in the household with, spent most of my life with. Everyone else outside of that that bubble is kind of like an auxiliary extra family. But most of the times, the way that we we were raised and the way that we grew up, we often had um, other people who had more interest in my success and my well-being who were never blood related. (laughs) to me. And so for me, um, having chosen family was really the key that saved my life in lots of instances, because those were people who had different life experiences and can understand the places in life that I was, where other family members were not really equipped to help me process or escape some of the realities that were in front of me. And so even as a Black gay man, my chosen family of choosing other LGBT folks and black folks to help me understand and process my identity became major. And as an adult, <clears throat> I began to lean more on my blood family because I realized the importance of people who know you, who understand you is important and that there is some value there. Uh, but I am still a proponent that blood isn't thicker than water because people make decisions about what's in their best interest all the time and I think that you have to do the same because as humans I think our instant um, 
ability is to self-preserve. So what about our co-host Kelsey or Kendra? What is what is your take on that? Um, I think it's relative to who, whom we're speaking. Um, so if we're talking overarching family, absolutely not. But I had a unique uh, family makeup. My immediate family, although it's not immediate, was my aunt, a.k.a. Nathalie, a.k.a. Nana, and my dad. Um, there are some other people who I consider, you know, in that mixing pot. Um, and that is, you know, let us stick it in water for anything they'll have. The other family, and I have friends who I will put in that, mm-hmm. um, that I'll go, you call me in the middle of the night, Kelsey, I need you. I'm on the way. Um, and there's some family members, I'm like, you on your own. Sorry. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, simply because certain situations, certain things I had to walk away from to preserve my own sanity because I know as an empath, I take on other people's baggage. And I have family and people in my life who, who know that and will use that. Because sometimes I can't, because I'll I'll use that ties like well we family I got to do everything and in my in my I know who I am I know I'm an extremist either I'm all the way there or I'm or I'm not and if the right person were to get hold to that now granted that's one thing I'm in tune to if they get hold to it they know they can use it so I I I make that line very if there's nothing else compartmentalized in my life is that okay um I think for me it is maybe the difference between choice and what happens naturally. Um, Blood and water doesn't really exist for me. It's just all about the relationship and anybody that really, like they really knows me, they know that I am all about self-preservation and that will kick in um, and, and to overdrive if I feel in any way that you do not have my best interest at heart, that you have done something to me deliberately or you, or even subconsciously, but it continues to happen, I will self-preserve and cut the ties. Does not mean that I don't love you. Mm-hmm. It does not mean that I don't care for you. It means that I love myself more. And um, now what I won't do is I will never publicly say anything about my family regardless of how i feel about them or the individual i would never say anything publicly that would that would give the appearance that i am going against them because i still love them um but i don't love them more than i love myself and if that relationship does not work for me or is toxic then I will cut that line and there's no more access now i have gotten some feedback from other family members that feel that you are supposed to work through those things. And I think that it is true. Um, But I also think that you don't owe anyone the opportunity to change for you and no one owes you that in return. Now it's a grace that people give and it is something that is beautiful if someone affords you the opportunity to fix something that you may have at the time did not care about but came to care about Mm -hmm. or came to change your your perspective and say, you know what, I was fucked up and I, I don't ever want to do that with you again. Can we fix it? Can we move forward? But nobody owes you that. 
And I never absolve I never absolve myself of that responsibility as well. Although I try to be very careful about how I manage the relationships. If something is to fall apart, I don't ever expect anybody to give me a second opportunity or to give me a second chance. I will lend my apology and let you be at peace with the separation between us. So I think it is a matter of choice. You don't really get to choose your family, but you choose how you manage your family. You choose the relationships that you have with them. And that's kind of how I carry things. And and it does not have limitations as far as where the, the hierarchy is. So if it's a sibling, if it's a parent, if it's a grandparent, aunt, uncle, cousin, it does not have limitations for me. Yeah, I think that's important because a lot of times we prioritize these family bonds Mm -hmm. at the risk of our own mental health, your well-being, because that's our auntie. You know how she is. Yeah. And everybody's giving you a pass. And when you're the person who says, well, I'm not going to allow you to treat me like that. Mm -hmm. then You're the the villain. Yes. You're Um, a tyrant. But we support bad behavior. Again, you know, we we always talking about this. It comes up in every episode almost. Is we're teaching people how to treat us because once we start speaking out as millennials, like he been around here doing this for thirty years, and y'all didn't see this, right? And my, I, I can't be the first person to see that this is a problem. Yeah. But because we have made this behavior acceptable, these family members get a pass for being mean and nasty, and their thereby they never have an opportunity to reflect or to think about well, maybe the way that I show up is not good. Right. But when it's ignored, it's like, okay. Yeah. Everybody deals with it. Everybody accommodates. And it's just like a child when you're trying to correct behavior. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't deal with it when it happens, they say, okay, well, this is this is good. I can get to continue to do this. It's not posing a problem for anybody. But when you show up, everybody's actions alter, but it becomes normal for you. Yes. So I think that's really, really crucial because oftentimes at the sake of it's my mama, it's my dad, it's my grandma, it's my cousin, I need to make sure I'm there for them. But if it's somebody at work, bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's no difference. There's no difference that you the the inf- the trauma and the pain and the impact is all the same. Yes. It's just that you came out of my auntie. Yeah. <laughs> and we have some we may share some DNA. We may not I actually think that trauma and impact is a little heavier. When it comes from the people that you that you've been taught supposed to love you mm-hmm. unconditionally, and it's like, why would you do that to me? Mm-hmm. Like I ain't, I like, I can deal with you know outside, but why would you do that to me? Like, cause in those situations, we're born into a state of being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like they have access and information to you that other people don't have, or or is covered, yeah. and oftentimes they will take that and assault you with it and you're like but you my but mm-hmm. you my brother mm-hmm. like why would you do that and oftentimes the, like you said the conversation will be had i don't care i don't care like and it was it's actually a true conversation um somebody reached out to me one day about a family member and was like um i don't care what they did that's still your X, Y, and Z. <laughs> and I said, well, this conversation is done yeah. because at the moment that you don't care mm-hmm. to hear my experience of it, because if you really want to, to, to balance this out, you need to hear my experience. And then, so if you want to mediate, then you can go back and say, Hey, this is what I'm hearing. Can we come together yeah. so we can fix this? But your approach was, I don't care what they did. 
let that go. This is who they are. That didn't buy you a pass to fuck me over. That didn't buy you a pass to say, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do. And you still going to show up and do what I need you to do. Mm-hmm. That's ex- But that's exactly what they said. Yeah. And I, I think, black sheep here, I will cut your ass smooth off. Because I'm responsible mm-hmm. for my happiness. Mm-hmm. And 100% actual factual, I didn't choose you to be my family. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, the, you know, and... I, I didn't choose you. Right. So we we just got plucked here and put together and told that we family. Yeah. And and people will use that. And what, right. like you said, weaponize things and manipulate, you know. So it's like I, I can I can walk away from that. Yeah. Because I didn't choose you. Yeah. Now, does it hurt when it's someone I may have made a decision to actively allow you into my space and you do that? Now some mm-hmm. people, you know, that's why I'll I'll probably get, you know, more upset with a person who I allowed into that space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, opposed to a family member who I didn't choose. You didn't choose me. Yeah. And some information and vulnerabilities that you witnessed was just by happenstance because you happened to be there because you're family. Yeah. So you know that stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, and everyone, I think everyone has a certain level of self-preservation. Um, but again, one of my extremist toxic traits is the minute you set in any conversation that is work, professional, um, social, whatever. If you say anything of that's how it's always been, you know how that person is, or this is this is what I'm saying, or you where you take a stance that basically says the door is closed and you either take it or leave it. I'm always going to leave it. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to leave it because that lets me know that you're not opening yourself up to, like you said, hear what I have to say yeah. to even govern it. And it's just take what you got. You know, what you see mm-hmm. is what you get. And basically what I see, I don't like, and I don't have to eat at the table with you. Right. So peace out. And I think people get upset with that because they're saying, you know, family, you know, we're supposed to be here and we got to help each other out. And sometimes your help I'm always if I'm always helping you, I become a crutch. Yeah, you're never gonna be able to walk on your own or mm-hmm. to do anything. And and people use that as a master manipulation tactic to keep you wrapped up in their bullshit. Right. And 